Terms and concepts like carbon capture and carbon sequestration don't exactly sound like they'd be associated with our country's oil production, but as it turns out, they are. A 20-inch pipeline filled with CO2 spanning 232 miles from Denbury Incorporated's LaBarge oil field in Wyoming all the way to the Cedar Creek anticline in southeast Montana was recently completed, and it will access oil from the ground that hasn't been touched. So not only are we extracting more oil from our old wells, but we're taking out carbon to do it. In this edition of the podcast, Denbury President and CEO Chris Kendall calls in to discuss the newly opened pipeline and what it means for generating carbon-negative fuel and increasing domestic energy production. It's all about energy, one of Tom's favorite topics, and a look into where the future of energy is likely heading. Hope you enjoyed the discussion. Chris Kendall joins us now. This is cool, too. He's president and chief executive officer of Danbury Incorporated. I uh, was on the program uh, a couple of months ago. As we um, uh, I forget exactly where it was, Chris. We were in Billings, I think. Uh, maybe it was the uh, Petroleum, yes, right, uh, Petroleum Association um, meeting. Uh, but uh, we chatted about this project, and now uh, it's come to fruition. And I'm just going to let you launch into it. Uh, the carbon capture and carbon sequestration, a big part of Denbury, uh, established a pipeline to pump CO2 into the ground for, uh, it, it, they call it enhanced oil recovery. But look at that. There's 400 million barrels in that uh, Cedar Creek anticline that now may be available to us because of this. That's right, Tom. And first, uh, thanks so much for having me on the show. Just uh, super happy to be with you again and happy to talk about what we've been doing here in eastern Montana and North Dakota with, uh, like you said, carbon dioxide. And, uh, you know, what's what's interesting um, when you a lot of people don't realize this, but but oil production leaves a lot of oil in the ground. In fact, most of the field that you'll ever find uh, recover less than half of the oil that is present in the rock at that time. And what Denbury does, and we specifically focus on this, is uh, we use carbon dioxide and carbon dioxide uh, at the right pressure and in the right conditions acts like a solvent. It acts like soap uh, to take oil out of that rock. And so we can get a lot more oil out of rock uh, using carbon dioxide. We've done it for 20 plus years, uh, both uh, up here in, in, in the uh, Montana, Wyoming, North Dakota region, and we've done it down on the Gulf Coast as well. And uh, we're, so we've gotten to be pretty good at it. And, uh, and, and what we've done here, um, uh, built a long pipeline that takes us uh, all the way across uh, Wyoming, up through southeastern Montana, finally hitting the Cedar Creek Anticline Field that you mentioned. And, uh, and we finished that project last year. And, uh, and today we're moving a lot of CO2 through that line injecting it into dozens of wells where it's doing its magic in the in the rock there and uh in about another year year and a half we're going to start to see oil production that that comes uh, with this co2 uh and, and so we're very excited about that uh, excited that the project was finished safely uh, a lot of work was done with uh, employees from uh, within the state here and uh, and to have it finished and working is just a just a great step for us. Uh, very happy to be talking about it today. You know, when I when I look at this project too, and uh, you, you hear the words carbon capture and carbon sequestration, and you don't think that those are allies in oil production, yeah. uh, but uh, this process and, and the same thing about you know being more carbon friendly or, or climate conscious. Um, and that doesn't necessarily meld with oil production, but this process turn just flips that completely around, doesn't it? It absolutely does, Tom. And that's one of the really special 
attributes of enhanced oil recovery, when we use carbon dioxide like this, we use a lot of carbon dioxide. And when we can get it from plants that would otherwise be putting it up into the air, why wouldn't you do that? We can take that carbon dioxide. The carbon dioxide stays underground. So we inject it, we produce oil, but at the end of the day, all of the CO2 we use stays underground. And to your point, what's interesting is that, you know, we look at the emissions around oil. And so you have the emissions of your operations. But what people really focus on is the emissions that come from the combustion of diesel and gasoline and jet fuel and so on. We use so much CO2 to get that oil out that we more than offset all of those emissions over the life of, of each of these projects when we're using captured CO2, like, like you mentioned. And so we think it's something special. Um, it's carbon negative oil, which kind of makes your head spin, but it's real. And, uh, and we think there's a big place for it in the future. And, and we're thrilled that we're doing it right here in Montana in a big way uh, for decades to come with this, uh, this project that we just brought online. And the, the modernization of these, these oil fields as well, I think, is an important part of this. We, we were up in Baker. This was in November of last year. And Kevin uh, Braun, the commissioner, one of the commissioners for Fallon County, uh, was so kind to tour us around and, and, and show us some of the, the work being done there. I was impressed um, by a couple of things here. One is that you, you get to use um, a certain amount of the existing infrastructure, which is really good. But to complete this process, uh, there had to be an also a lot of reconfiguration. Exactly. And, and first of all, Kevin is a great friend and a great supporter of, of this business here. And uh, we really, really value Kevin in, in this area. So I'm glad you had some time with him. But certainly the point that you are, are bringing up, I think, is very important. Because we're working with oil fields that have been in operation, in most cases, Tom, for many decades, we sit within that existing footprint. And everywhere that we can, we're using the facilities that were already in place, whether it's the roads, tank batteries, wells, you name it. Now, along the way, like you mentioned, we also modernize. So we're putting new flow lines in, new equipment to handle the CO2 and uh, really just taking care of those fields. And the way I think about it is we give them a whole new life. Here at uh, Cedar Creek Anticline, we will be producing from this project for many decades, uh, uh, well into the second half of the century. And again, that uh, that to me is just fascinating and also a win-win. And I hate to call things win-win because they're often exaggerated, but that might be the case here. Chris Kendall is with us, president and CEO of Denberry Incorporated, uh, a rather large corporation. Uh, there's, I think, um, I don't have it in front of me, maybe up to about 700 employees. A lot of those, most of those are, are on the ground and uh, also here in Montana. This project, uh, again, in and of itself, how much do we understand about carbon capture? It's still relatively new. I guess I'm asking, what are some of the some of the things that we have to be aware of? What could go wrong, I guess, yeah. if I'm going to say it yeah. plainly? Yeah. No, I, I think that's a good question, Tom. And there are many things to think about when we look at carbon capture and, and ask ourselves that question, what could go wrong? Fortunately, um, with 20-plus years of experience doing this, uh, we've experienced many of those things that, that mm-hmm. can go wrong, and we have a team of experts that is, as far as I'm concerned, the best in the world at, uh, at evaluating all of that. But the kinds of things that we need to be particularly careful about is that we're moving carbon dioxide as a liquid. We're injecting it underground. We need to make sure that we have done all of the work to analyze the 
reservoir, the formations underground yeah. where we put the CO2. And then we monitor it as we go to make sure that it is behaving exactly in the way that we intend. And those are some of the tools that Denver has developed over time to, uh, to just, like I said, be the best in the industry at that and to be very careful about what happens with the CO2. Because ultimately, I think that the means of reducing carbon in the atmosphere, we talk a lot about renewables, but renewables can only go so far um, to me, uh, carbon capture sequestration, that is a technology that can utilize much of the industry that exists today, whether it's a cement plant or a steel plant or a refinery or a power plant. Capturing those emissions still allows us to use the same infrastructure that we have in place that's very difficult and expensive to change. Uh, but we have to make sure that we have the public confidence in the safe and secure permanent underground storage of that CO2. And, uh, and that's what we do. That's, that's what we uh, focus on, make sure that, uh, that we are doing the absolute best uh, job possible at, at uh, securely putting that CO2 underground. What, what do your researchers and scientists tell us about um, what CO2 captured in these um, reservoirs underground um, does I mean uh, I don't know if you have a long track record of that, but I, I'm sure you're you're analyzing um, everything involved in this. So first of all, um, what we look for, Tom, are the same type of geologic structures that trapped uh, oil and natural gas in the first place. Um, those uh, have been successful at holding those very uh, low density fluids for millions of years. And so going into those same structures, we feel very confident that, that CO2, even though it's, uh, it's less dense than, than water, it's still fairly light and, and it needs to be, I guess I'd say, trapped in there. And so those structures have been um, superior for, for uh, retaining CO2. And we've, we've seen that in the dozens of different uh, fields that we've developed in this way. And there are other structures that we have, have looked at as well and that we'll be working with. Um, part of part of the the way that we're approaching it, Tom, is not just making sure we feel good about it as we start, but using some of the tools that we have, um, like 4D seismic, to actually be able to see images of where the CO2 is underground. Uh, we can do that routinely as we develop these fields and monitor where the CO2 is and feel very very good about uh, how well it's contained. I gotta I take a break here, and uh, and I appreciate your time. And I know it was last minute too, so uh, uh, big thanks for that too, Chris. Um, Absolutely. I want to I want to come on back and see. Um, uh, I know the industry is looking at it, uh, probably embracing it uh, in a lot of ways. Um, I I'm curious as to what regulators um, think about it, and and again, uh, you know, what the public, how much they understand about this process. So we're back with more after a short break. Uh, Chris Kendall, Safety, President teamwork. and Chief Executive That's Officer of That's what's waiting for you at BNSF uh, Railway. BNSF is hiring track maintenance positions with competitive salary and benefits in 19 cities across Montana and North Dakota. Track maintenance is vital not only to rail safety and reliability, but also the nation's supply chain. We need people like you to keep our network moving efficiently. Visit jobs.bnsf.com to learn more. Chris, thank you so much for being here again. Uh, I really, really appreciate that time. I, um, I, as I learn about this, and, and again, it does take, uh, you got to dig into it to kind of understand. It's, it, you can understand on a basic level 
but as with anything, it gets complicated, and regulators um, uh, uh, dig into it as well. Um, it, it, how are they approaching or embracing uh, carbon capture and uh, and the CO2 enhanced oil recovery? You bet, Tom. And just, uh, you know, the way I think about uh, regulators and uh, whether they're um, local or state or federal is that it's our job to be a partner with those regulators. Uh, they, they are serving a very important role in, in the whole process. And so in, in a way, uh, the way I look at it is we have uh, this partnership, but uh, because we do something that is not as common as a lot of the shale development, um, like, like you have in, in many of the uh, regions of the United States, um, part of our responsibility is to help uh, even educate the regulators on what we're doing and uh, be transparent and open about uh, our standards, our processes, and, and you know, hopefully bringing all of this together. And, uh, and what we've experienced is that when we are transparent and when we treat uh, all of our regulators as partners, we have these great successes. Uh, like you said earlier, it's another win-win that I think uh, is, is very important. You know, along the way, um, uh, just an example of, of one area that we're working that I think is really interesting, Tom, is, uh, is working to um, develop a, uh, a, a pure uh, carbon sequestration site. So not in an old oil field, but actually mm. in a geologic site uh, in Carter County that uh, is adjacent to our pipeline that can in the future uh, be developed potentially and, and used for just storage sequestration of CO2 that's coming from industrial sources. So, like I said, whether that's a power plant or otherwise, uh, to have a, a place to take that CO2, permanently inject it, and allow the power plant to keep providing the baseload power that the state needs. And we've had great support from the uh, the authorities uh, that we're working with uh, in that process as well. So feel very, very good about it. And, and honestly, uh, you know, yesterday we had uh, Senator Danes uh, come visit us uh, here in Baker, and we were uh, able to show him what we were doing and talk about it. He's uh, just been a just been a fabulous supporter, and and uh, and honestly, he he'd just come back from Ukraine and yeah. talked about his experience there and the importance of energy security, yeah. which is uh, another great uh, feature of what we're doing is providing more secure domestic. Uh, energy. Yeah, and, and uh, very important in, in our current um, you know situation and discussions. Hey, I know uh, we're, we're out of time, Chris, and I appreciate you filling in or, or coming in last minute here. And I know that uh, these communities are, are very happy uh, that you're reinvesting in, in them. Uh, we love working with our communities. Many of these communities are built around the oil field and our ability to extend the life of these oil fields by decades matters and uh, and we're partners with our communities yeah i know they're lighting up and so uh our thanks and chris um uh, we'll we'll chat down the road too okay sounds great tom thank you very much thank you chris